0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to From Dal Square to Where. Here's a little piece of our great club's history. Here's Mr Herbert Chapman, the famous manager with his leads at Highbury. And now I'm going to ask him to introduce them to you. Mr Chapman? I must apologize this morning. I'm so husky I can scarcely speak. But my deputy, old Tom Whitaker, will perform. Now, Tom. All right. On my right is Boy Baston. Plays outside left. Alec James, next. We Alec is called. Plays inside left. Jack Lambert. I'll smile and send her forward. Bob John, a Welsh international left half. Herbert Roberts, our tall centre half. Little Charlie Jones, another Welsh international. Frank Moss, our goalkeeper. Lancashire lad. David Jack, our inside right. Joe Yu, our flying outside right. And the popular captain, Tom Parker. He's not so old as he looks, by the way.
1: la la all good, and jolly good company. Hey!
0: hello you wonderful people this is andrew the hinkley gooner and this is my first episode of my long-awaited podcast from dial square to where i've been meaning to do it for ages and ages one thing after another keeps cropping up but hey you've just got to get on with it haven't you i hope you do enjoy it i hope you can engage with these podcasts it's going to be a different one it's going to be uh, quite light-hearted um I'm not going to be concentrating on all the um, Arsenal players, Arsenal matches, the pre and post match uh, discussions on the on the team, etc. We all know that there's a lot of Arsenal podcasts out there that do an extremely good job of that and um, I'm not going to go that direction. My podcast is going to be all about the wonderful world of Arsenal Twitter and it's all the Arsenal fans on there. And, We think we can all agree that it provides 365 days a year worth of fantastic content on there. Some of it positive, a lot of it negative. And we think we've got a massive uh, reputation for being really over the top. Um, The world's going to end type of Arsenal fan. And I think we can uh, all have a, a bit of a sit back and dissection on all the stuff that goes on there on a daily basis and i think we can have a bit of fun along the way so i hope you're going to uh, enjoy i hope you're going to engage with the podcast um you can always message into the podcast you can leave me messages and i will give you the email address where you can uh email me if there's anything you want me to discuss or talk about on the uh, on the podcast going forward i'm going to be uh having a a good look through um, the tweets on a daily basis Um, and I'm going to be bringing you the podcast initially once a week um, and then we can look at taking it to be a little bit more um, episodes moving forward perhaps twice a week. I'm going to play it by uh, moving forward and see how we get on. The good thing is as well that I'm going to be having a partner on a lot of the podcast episodes. And the good thing, different thing about it is that the partner on the podcast is going to be a non-Arsenal fan. In fact, a non-football fan. And I think it's going to be a fantastic way of getting a completely different view on how over the top Arsenal fans are on Twitter and they're going to be very very subjective and completely unbiased so that's going to be fun as well just to see get a point of view uh, from someone that's completely out of the uh, equation when it comes to Arsenal and football itself and just get that person's point of view across and the good thing is that the person I've got in mind I think will provide quite a bit of humour along the way as well which is going to be fantastic. So let's uh, introduce you to the partner on the podcast and without further ado we can then move on to the tweets of this week. Right, so here we go then, there this go. is uh, my partner, not only on the podcast, but in life, This is Dawn, hello Dawn, hi there, so we've got um, to discuss a few things about uh, the Twitter as we mentioned, but there was a, a post on there the other day about your six favourite box sets or TV shows etc what what would you put down for yours
1: um well do, is it tv shows or movies as well type no, of sets
0: not, or? Not movies, no not movies no
1: it's just tv shows like then um banshee mm. um breaking bad yeah a better call Saul,
0: yeah um I see a little pattern here appearing
1: yes does it well i,
0: I know I you didn't you didn't know mine until just about no.
1: um what would be the other one did they say walking dead yeah until it got repetitive. Um, mm. Game of Thrones. Mm. How many is that? Five. Hmm.
0: Do you know what? I, I, I'm struggling to remember my six as well. I have to look it up.
1: Um, can I come right, back to their sixth one in a minute?
0: Yeah, we'll come back to this. I have one. A think.
1: I've not watched TV for that long. I
0: can't remember. And what about six movies? Six. Top three movies. Can you think of any? What you top three? Movies. Very hard, I don't know. What like box sets or? I know, just, a, just just movies.
1: I love all the Harry Potter. Yeah. And the. um
0: You can have those as as one movie like the yeah. box set.
1: Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I absolutely mm-hmm. love, and mm-hmm. also the um, Hobbit and the.
0: Other thing that Gandalf was in, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> that big one, yes, yeah, excellent. Well, what would that would be mine. Put myself on the spot here now as well. I think probably I like all the old sort of 80s comedies and uh, 90s comedies as well, like Steve Martin and so on. I like the what, Brewster's Millions.
1: Oh, that was a good
0: one, yeah. Love Brewster's Millions as well. And
1: Dirty Rotten Scoundrels.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. Down it's the Night re- in Beverly
1: Hills, that was a very good one. <clears throat>
0: that think. was a good one as well. Planes, Trains and Automobiles, like that one. No, I don't think I've
1: seen
0: that. Cool Runnings.
1: Oh, that was a good one. I love Cool
0: Runnings. One um, for the money, two for the show, three for the something, uh, go, go, go. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob's leg time. Uh, kiss the egg kiss the egg kiss, kiss the, the egg, egg. Oh. oh yeah Kissing. and are you dead
1: what was the golden child one with eddie
0: murphy i love america <laughs> hey fuck you too <laughs> that was great that's coming to america actually that was that wasn't the coming what was it yeah it's coming to america that Oh, oh they're all good i'm good beverly hills cops
1: oh yeah
0: definitely they're good. <Dave's> lethal <darf> weapons. Oh, Star Wars! Star Wars. Yes,
1: there's yeah. so many. You can't really pick just. Three I can't
0: pick three you know. favorites,
1: can you? Because it's so many.
0: Mm. Just that. Uh, Walking Dead was great until bloody Negan came into it as well. That was a bloody shit. Then, to be honest, Dra- dragged out and got really, through... boring. Completely and in- utterly changing. What's his name? Rick his personality overnight yeah. like he went from a real hard man going to kill people to like oh yeah i'll do whatever you want yeah that was a bit of shit then anyway so yeah what we're gonna do then i'll have a look for some um for some tweets in a bit as well and then you can um sort of chip in with your completely coming at everything from a different angle as well, that'd you be mean
1: my no knowledge of football whatsoever,
0: exactly? Right. Yeah, but you that that's good either way because you won't be sort of blinded and by Arsenal in football and everything like that. You can just put a bit more of a different slant on things, okay? So that'll be fun, right. anyway. So, yeah, we'll uh we'll dip in and out of things. I'm sure you might not be wanting to do every single podcast, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but hopefully you will, okay? And then we can uh sort of take it from there, marvellous. Today on um twitter there was, I put out a post um about selling players to Manchester United and how much and how little sense it makes um It gets me so frustrated when you see tech uh, tweets rather of people saying that uh, they'd consider it um knowing full well what happened last time we did that, we sold our top striker to them. And what happened? They went and uh, won the league the following season because of our top striker, scoring 30-plus goals and being Player of the Year. And I can't believe that anyone would even consider selling Albamyang to Manchester United, no matter how much money we got for him. Um, had a bit of banter with a Man United fan about it saying oh you sold us um your, your players in the past what's what's the problem well you obviously haven't read my tweet mate because i said that if anyone really would support any arsenal fan would support us doing that then they should just fuck off with man to manchester united with him as well and i'd be done i'd be done with the club if we did that again i really would and um i'd I'd want to. The one good thing that some Man United fans did was when they, you know, had real troubles with their club, they went off and they set up FC United of Manchester. And I would just want to do something like that. To be honest with you, I would just go and look at setting up AFC Arsenal and start again right from the bottom and have a club that I could be proud of uh, once again. I got a bit of um, support for that uh, from. Um, Some of the uh, Twitter guys that uh, will be speaking about it. Um, So, yeah, that's what I'll think about that one. And also about um, massively all over Twitter today is Louis Saha. uh, (laughs) Wilfred Saha, sorry. um, Saying that he wants to come to Arsenal now. What is his dream move all of a sudden. And Price being quoted is approximately around sort of the 80 million pound mark which i just think is absolutely ridiculous yes he's a good player yes he probably we haven't got any player like that he would improve the squad but at his age and with the statistics that you see he's been producing over the last 5 years 32 goals in 5 years 20 assists in 5 years i mean we've already got a mesut özil that produces those kinds of figures. Yes. He's, like I say. He, he engages players. He does all these fancy step overs. He, he wins penalties. But for 80 million quid. I'd want a lot more than that. You know. I'd want a lot more of those stats. For that sort of price. We can get. Nicholas Pepe. Who's got far better output than him. And he's far far younger. We'll get a lot more years out of him. We'd also get a hell of a lot more resale value. On him. Um, but on top of that as well, I would love to see our wide players, wide forward players and uh, uh, coming through the academy. I'd love to see them get a chance ahead of paying 80 million quid on someone when we can spend that money elsewhere within the squad. In my opinion, I think if you're going to blood the young academy players, and I really, really hope we are going to do that this season, then there's no better place on the pitch. Than to have them as wide sort of forwards cutting in. Uh, they can just let them express themselves. Just tell them to go out there and enjoy themselves and express themselves. And that's what you need to do with the, these academy players. I know it's more difficult to blood the youngsters in different other areas of the pitch. Where they can be more exposed in defence and uh, you know, defensive midfield etc. But the good thing is. But a lot of the youngsters we're all talking about, such as Rhys Nelson, Amici, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Joe Willock as well, definitely got to be thrown in there. Uh, it's uh, one of those academy players with massive potential. I mean, he, Joe Willock, really shone in that little cameo he had in the final. And um, he really is a potential... Ramsey replacement, in my opinion, as well. He arrives late in the box. He causes a bit of havoc, and that's exactly what um, Ramsey was famous for: arriving late in the box and, and scoring, and getting onto this the uh, second chances in the box, and drawing players away. And um, Rhys Nelson, I think, yeah, he, he started off like a house on fire in in, uh, in Germany, and it's no surprise that a lot of the big clubs around Europe are being linked with Smith-Rowe and Nelson, uh, etc. and Amici. Because they are of a high quality. But we're never going to get the opportunity to see that high quality if we don't give them a chance. And if you put yourself in their position just for one second, I know it's a hard thing to do, but just think about it for a moment. They all grew up together within the academy since you know very young age. And um, they've been absolutely desperate to play for Arsenal and if we don't give them that chance but because we're bringing in players ahead of them without even them getting a chance to show what they can do it makes you think what's the point he's going to jack it all in and all the players in the academy around them as well they're going to think what's the point Reece Nelson's not getting his chance Smith Rowe's not getting his chance and the one player I really do feel sort of passionate about as well is um Yeah, the guy, um, Christian Bielik, who's been with us only since he was uh, 16, but that's five years now, and um, extremely promising. He's done everything that we've ever asked him to do. Sent him out on loan. um, Had a fantastic season last year, especially. Massive rave reviews from all the fans. um, And obviously the club itself at Charlton. And um, played the whole season. In a really tough league in League One. Let's not um, beat around the bush. It's a lot harder than playing under-23 football. It's a lot harder than League De in France, where we're looking at a lot of our players from as well. And he helped them win promotion. Man in a match in the uh, playoff final. And... From there, went straight to the under-23s, and he really shone in the under-23s. just showed the whole world how good he is on the ball, what a competent player he is. Um, versatile player as well. Adds a lot more height into our team to defend set-pieces. Um, like I say, The versatility obviously covers midfield, covers central defence. So please, let's just give him a chance as well. Um... I think that he could literally be in and around the first team squad next season. No no question at all. And if we don't get a chance to buy another central defender, then put him up, up alongside Sokratis this season. Give him a chance, especially throughout the whole pre-season as well, on uh, the tour of the USA, etc. I think if we get a massive good look at him throughout that time, I think that will be really beneficial to us all. So yeah, as far as Louis Zaha is concerned... Do one, son. Also today, there was the release of the new promotional Adidas video with our new kits on them and the beautiful kits. They are looking like a good old retro kit back from my days in the uh, the 90s. And um, what I was really pleased to see was that they also included um, David Rocastle, my favourite ever player. Tony Adams as well. Shame that I was on it, but never mind. But yeah, the use of uh, David Rocastle, that was really, really good touch from whoever chose to do that as well. But uh, the whole video itself was just uh, fantastic. Probably the best promotional video I've ever seen. And it uh, yeah, it really sort of wet the appetite for the season ahead. So uh, let's hope that it really inspires the players onto better things this season. Another thing that um sort of leads me on that leads me on to really is the fact that I've had a bit of banter really with well, I've always had banter with spuds, but there's one today that um was sort of giving it large really and it's just, it makes me really laugh because over the last three seasons, it's probably, I'd say it's Tottenham's best squad, obviously in decades, since they won the double in 1961. And, uh, over the last three years, it's probably coincided with Arsenal's worst squad over the last uh, two or three decades, arguably as well. And, uh, The fact that we only finished with this bunch of players that we've got at the moment, one point behind them. And let's not forget that Spurs lost 20 games last season in all competitions. And the best ever Spurs squad that got to the Champions League final and hilariously lost only finished one point and one place above our team. And that just speaks volumes really. And they've still not won nothing. And they still get all the praise and everything. And when Arsene Wenger, I think it was, what, 17 years on the trot, he got us into the top four. And we were roundly mocked because we were accused of saying that top four was a trophy, etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But with that squad, um it just shows you how... Deeply disappointing that capitulation was at the end of the season. Losing that final as well, the way we did. Oh dear, we had third in our hands, but there you go. Let's hope for better things next season. Let's hope this new kit inspires the players. And let's hope to see some great new players and the youngsters playing their hearts out for the badge next season in that mint kit. No, I don't mean mint as in that foul colour that we had given to us by Puma last season. Oh God, it makes you feel sick. Thank you for listening to the first episode of From Dial Square to Wear. I'll be looking to produce one a week initially and then I'll be uh probably up in the ante a bit further down the line. So thanks again and goodbye from me and goodbye from From me as well. Bye bye. Bye bye.